podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback. And I'm joined by my always lovely co-host Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man, I'm I'm uh, I'm surprised. I'm I'm still lovely in the intro, uh, considering uh, the Akai Forbath situation uh, this weekend. That was that was quite rough. It really was. It, for for those of you who uh, weren't privy to this on Twitter, I because you know I, I need more more stuff to write about. I wrote about um, three kicker suggestions for the past from this past week and two of them were in games that were supposed to be you know apocalyptic weather um in, in pittsburgh and in chicago so um i jj and i talked briefly about hey kai forbat seems like a really good option for this reason and that reason and oh that reason too oh that looks great and then uh he goes out and puts a big fat bagel on the board yeah, I'll be. Trust me, I'll be. I'll be ranting about that later tonight. Oh, good. Okay, good. Because it was. It, it was. Uh, all right. I, I will say this. I I did very well in daily this week, and he was in some of my daily lineups. But fortunately, so was Antonio Brown, Vincent Jackson, and Lashawn McCoy. Nice. So because of that, I'm fine. It really didn't. It, Kai Forbath was in my in a lineup that mattered. That, that it was. It's in an all points league, and. You know, obviously, you need points from from anyone in those kind of leagues, but still in first place in that league, so everything's fine. I know this just sounds like a giant humble brag, but <laughs> but it's but it's true. Kai Forbath, I'll get to you later. I'll get uh, to you later. Uh, okay, gotcha. But yeah, it was a it was a, a fun week uh, in the NFL. It started actually on Thursday with with my boy Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh man, that was yeah. That per- doesn't that seem like forever ago already? Oh my god, it, these these NFL weeks, as my wife can probably attest, uh, last forever. I mean, yeah, like like I feel like a fantasy matchup is like six weeks long. Now. I think so. I think each one has become that, and it, it's. It's so it it was a, it was a great week for quarterbacks and for anyone who streams quarterbacks without a doubt. And it started on uh, on Thursday night with with Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, who I professed my love for on the last podcast uh, against against the Colts. And I just to, to share a little story. I don't know if you were watching the game, Denny, or not, but um, in the third, it was the third quarter, and and Fitzpatrick was like a three point five in fantasy, mm-hmm. and he was twelve of fourteen. And he had like 80 yards or something, and you know at at that time the the Titans were doing great uh, running the ball, where Chris Johnson was actually running effectively, which completely went the opposite way in the second half. But at that time, Ryan Fitzpatrick was not looking good from a fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. So my brother is a big uh, big fantasy football player, and he's also my biggest troll. Like the <laughs> the biggest troll you can possibly find. I get texts from him literally. The first five minutes of, of 1 p.m. games, I get texts from him, and he's like, I'm already down in my FanDuel match. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm like dude, you got you to gotta wait. You got to relax. Yeah. So, so on this night, he, I told him to play Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, actually in our, in our main league that I'm in with him. So he played him, uh, and you know, 
he he has a child, so he has to go to bed at a decent time, and he has to work the next day. So he goes to sleep at the end of at, at towards the the beginning of the third quarter, and he sends me a text, and it just says. Hey, great job with Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> That's all it said. That's all it said. <laughs> so, so at the end of the game, after Fitzpatrick had that final drive where he he got like seventy yards and a touchdown, and he ended up being fifteen a fifteen and a half in the QB thirteen for the week. I might add. Sweet. I sent I sent my brother a text that he could wake up to, and all it said was "eat shit." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a really nice relationship. Oh, it's great. Yeah, we 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 just troll, and it's very typical brother relationship. Well, uh, that that is that is very that is very uh, professional troll uh, there. Um, my uh, friend and arch nemesis uh, Pat Lane, uh, who I, I talk about a little bit on the pod and uh, and on Twitter, yeah. screaming at each other actually sent me a letter in the mail <laughs> with a with a photocopy of our fan duel score on it <laughs> nice <laughs> wow that's amazing in which he won by 3 points and i had mike james uh, 2 weeks ago that's so great. And so he sent that, and he actually sent uh, along with that was was a uh, a photocopied uh, picture of a graveyard, and he, he implied <laughs> that uh, my fantasy season was buried in that graveyard. That's right. That is that is so good. Props to you, Pat. Yeah, troll. You know, trolls, trolls everywhere. Trolls, trolls that we that we know and love. It's actually worse when it comes from people that, you know, you, you know and love, like you said, because it's it's one of those, like, you know, with my brother, obviously I want him to do well in fantasy. And then whenever whenever he trolls me, it's it's like doubly as bad. And I know he's going to listen to this podcast because he listens to them. So, Mark, if you're listening, I can't stand your trolling. <laughs> it hurts. I hate it. It hurts, JJ, man. Oh man. Anyway, so yeah, that was my my Fitzpatrick love story, and that was one of the streamers I had last week. He finished as the thirteenth best quarterback in fantasy football in week eleven, which is which is very good considering uh, he was a Thursday night quarterback, which doesn't happen very often. Oh yeah, no, no, I, they, I, you'll take that every time. Yeah, all day. Love you, Ryan. Um, so you're you're uh, I won't get into the quarterbacks yet. Your your defensive picks. You had the the Giants who played the uh, the, Packers. the Packers. Yeah. yeah, they did well. Yeah, no, uh, uh, def- uh, they were the third highest scoring defense for the week. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, how many how many picks did Tolson have? Three. Uh, t- um, two, but one one was for a touchdown. Oh, okay. Um, oh, oh it could have been three. I forget now, but um, you know, basically. You know, when you when you, I was just banking on uh, an improved Giants defense facing a, a third string quarterback, and even though he threw for three hundred and forty yards or whatever it was, yeah. um, those mistakes I, I felt were, you know, not inevitable but but likely predictable. Yeah, yeah. they were definitely predictable. And then I had um, um, the yeah, the Bills, uh, which they they had a great day against the Jets. Woo, they were my they were my fantasy uh, daily fantasy darlings. Oh man, that's nice, nice pick. Yeah, I I, yeah. I I had to I went with the Giants everywhere, but and that that was fine. But the Bills, man. Whew. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then of course there there was Gang Green, which I I was so confident in because 
you know, I mean, the Jets had looked unstoppable against the Saints two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, uh, Saxbury's, however many times, just stuffed the run game. You know, has have been so tough against the run, and in that in the in the weather that was forecast for Buffalo, you know, windy, possibly rain. Uh, I I thought, well, you know, I mean, the thinking was uh, the game's best run defense, according to Pro Football Focus, is facing kind of a middling run, running attack mm-hmm. uh, in windy conditions. So, and they're not going to throw it. Stevie Johnson's out. Robert Woods out. So, you know, I I was I was confident. I really do believe that was a good play. But I think it's kind of a a classic example. Someone on Twitter asked, you know, what what happened there. I think it's a classic example of just game flow getting out of hand, and that's part of the reason. Part of the reason why defenses are so tough to predict because you know Geno Smith turns it over a couple times deep, deep in their own end. Uh, things are going awry uh, for their offense, and bam, the defense is put in a horrible position. Can't can't, can't recover. Yeah, the, the 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 whole situation with the Jets' defense was clearly. I mean. That's something that we're going to have to look out for moving forward is, is the idea that, that Geno Smith is going to place uh, opposing offenses in good scenarios with his, with his turnovers and lack of production. So, so, I mean, we have to be aware of that anytime we use the Jets' defense in fantasy. Um, and it's unfortunate because – and the defensive touchdowns. Yeah, I feel like it's been the same way with the Browns' defense for the past two seasons, really. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they, they've had – a. A solid defense, and and uh, with Joe Hayden, you know, shutting down one side of the field, um, they they always seem to me to be a great streaming option. But it scares me that they never they always have a quarterback, you know, behind center who puts them in the worst positions. And and uh, so I've been burned by by that before. But uh, but again, I mean, I I still feel confident I, I i know why i felt confident in that jets pick and it's just one of those things it's just one of those things that kind of blows up in your face and you knew it you knew it right away if you were watching the game i mean you knew it was gonna be rough yeah yeah absolutely um so i mean good good choices all around though i don't think the jets got negative points did they they got they had uh exactly zero yeah that's what i thought so they didn't i mean they were they were they didn't help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They they were definitely top thirty two. Yeah, I mean that's fine. That's good. <laughs> it happens. Uh quarterbacks, uh I mentioned Ryan Tannehill as one. He finished uh, as the fifteenth best quarterback, which is fine. Um Mike Glennon was another one that I targeted because of that Atlanta secondary. My god are they bad. That Atlanta <laughs> defense is the e- easily the worst defense so in the bad. league. Um yeah. So I mean, I wrote an article this week on basically pinpointing them, the Vikings and the Chargers, and who the, you know the receivers playing against those teams, and, and how we can exploit them uh, moving forward because those are the three worst pass defenses yeah. in the league. And um, you know, there's some there's some deep waiver wire gems if you're in deeper leagues to kind of look at if you want to take a look at that article. But um, you know, Mike Lennon took advantage of that Falcons defense uh, for sure, which. Anyone can. Uh, Drew Brees is. It's it's a Thursday night game, but Drew Brees is going to go absolutely nuts on the Falcons I, tomorrow. Or it Thursday. just seems like um, that that Brees versus Atlanta matchup seems like too good to be true, right? I mean, I, I I just can't imagine what kind of numbers he could put up, especially if Atlanta, you know, makes it somewhat competitive early on. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely insane. I, he and another that's another reason why I love you have to love like Pierre Thomas against oh, Atlanta know, this right? week. You know, like you just have to you got to play him everywhere, and he's my boy. So that's that gonna is be your fun. Um, and then I also mentioned uh, I mentioned a lot of guys last week. I mentioned Tolzien as like a deeper deeper play, but we also mentioned Carson Palmer as a as a high floor guy. Mm. And by high floor, I by no means meant third best quarterback in week 11 no. but that's what ha- that's what happened that's what Carson Palmer was last week wait who who is a, who is above him uh Roethlisberger and I'm assuming maybe Stafford oh. just because of the way that that game yeah went. I forgot yeah yeah, yeah I, I mean yeah. I really um I was shocked by that by that Palmer line I mean you kind of ex- you know two two fifty and a couple touchdowns, but four four hundred. Kidding? Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm looking at it. Well, this might be different scoring, uh, but actually, he was the. It looks like he was the, the fourth in this one. So Ben, and RG three was the second. So Ben put up thirty three point eight, RG three put up twenty six point eight, so and and Carson put up twenty six point three. So he was effectively the the second best quarterback gotcha. you could say. So yeah, it was a good, good yeah. week for him for sure. Um, and then at tight end, we both kind of just threw out Rob Hauser because we're going to target the Jacksonville defense from here on out. And he ended up, he ended up getting uh, ten half point PPR mm-hmm. points, um, which is fine. But the problem was that the tight end position just scored like mad last week, which is the opposite of what happened in right. week ten. Um, so that that happened. Rob Hauser was still, you know, he was. He's finally getting targeted more, and he's he's a part of that offense. Yeah. And and lo and behold, the offense is kind of rolling. Yeah, over. I mean, uh, Hausler was targeted nine times. Uh, he caught six balls for for seventy yards. I had him in a in a PPR league. I got, you know, getting thirteen points out of Hausler. I felt pretty good. Um, but like you said, it's just it kind of, it it doesn't look quite as good as it seems because there were so many uh, tight ends that just lost their minds. I mean, our boy Charles Clay, man. Yeah, I, man. He 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 went nuts yeah. too. It was it's crazy. I'm I'll pull up the the scoring leaders from last week just because it was really it kind of was that crazy. We had Garrett Graham as the number one tight end who went bonkers. We had Delaney Walker who was number two who had ten receptions. Uh, I think on ten targets. Too. Oh my god! Really? Oh. My. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. I, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, someone tweet at me and tell me how big of an idiot I am. Um, we had Charles Clay as number three, and then we had, of course, Danny Noble as our number yeah, four. Yeah, I mean, guy. we've mentioned him many times on the show. Danny, yeah. Uh, by the way, Danny Noble is the new Jordan Reed of the podcast. <laughs> just plug <laughs> um, him in. We had just plug him in, and then and then you had Gronk at at five, uh, and then guys like Michael Rivera, uh, you know, Anthony Fasano, uh, Jeff Cumberland still had eight and a half points. I mean, it was it was. Uh, an interesting, an interesting tight end week. Really high scoring one. So that wraps up week uh, eleven. Now we're on to week twelve. Can you believe it? Uh, it really is kind of, kind of depressing that we. I mean, we have what four, four more week, four more shows to do before the season's over. Don't make me cry. Oh my god. Oh please, like we're gonna stop talking after the. I mean, <laughs> I mean. We, no more we're, we're, you know, we're probably we're probably gonna be uh, uh, analyzing a mock draft on January first or something. Yeah, oh, without <laughs> a doubt, I'm doing a mock draft in January. <laughs> Who's not doing a mock draft? In oh January? my god, I actually, yeah, I need to put a moratorium on those. 
until later in the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's get into the defensive plays for this week. Who you got? So I know I know the Ravens are already taken in you know seven out of ten leagues, but I wanted to mention them as like the the top option for everybody. Um, the and I wrote about this on the fake football today. Uh, the Cowboys. Uh, streaming the Cowboys against the Giants is really like a test of your ability to trust the numbers because the Cowboys are truly, truly awful on defense. They're allowing a league high 440 yards per game, total yards per game to opposing offenses. Just to give you some perspective on that, and I, I didn't, you know, in a vacuum, I don't know how bad 440 is. But uh, the Bucks don't really have don't really support you know a, a dominant defense, and they give up about a hundred fewer yards per game. Uh, so we're we're just talking about a really bad um, defense. But then of course there's Eli Manning and the turnover machine that it, that has been the Giants' uh, defense. Um, you know even last week uh, against the uh, Packers, um, the the Packers scored. Um, I think seven fantasy points um, and they, you know, against the giants, the giants can't help themselves. Yeah. They just give up fantasy points to opposing defenses. Um, they, uh, they gave up almost 13 fantasy points per game um, in a, in a week, in a stretch from weeks uh, six to 10. So I just, uh, I, I really think the Cowboys are, are a legit option mm-hmm. that I would say has a, has a kind of a scary floor. Um, which uh, is not uncommon for a streaming option, but just just as kind of a uh, a footnote, I think they they have a scary floor and great upside, as anyone does against the Giants. Right. I, I mean, they've they've faced a very very difficult schedule from an offensive perspective, and that's one thing to just keep in mind with the Cowboys, because at least with with some of the metrics that we work with, when you adjust for strength of schedule, it changes them dramatically. And I know, I know they're giving up a ton of yards, but just to maybe calm people who are listening about using the Cowboys defense this week, it might not be as bad as, you know, a, a historically bad defense yardage wise is, is performing at. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've played, uh, they, you know, they played some teams. I mean, San, the, San Diego and, and Denver, right? Yeah. And, and uh, the saints and the saints, right. right. And the saints went, went bananas on too. So, so that's um just to give you some perspective there, but, um, oh, and uh, I I should mention uh, the the Texans defense, which has been horrible lately, um, is available in a third of leagues. And I suspect that after last week's you know debacle against Oakland, you know they might be dropped in your local league. So yeah, um, look to them. They're playing the Jaguars um, in in Houston, um, and um, while the, the Jags have seemingly improved, you know somewhat. Uh, over the last few weeks on offense, um, you know they're, they're they're still really bad. They still have Chad Henney behind center, yeah. Um, and uh, you know picks and sacks are are inevitable. Uh, the 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 Texans have the best pass rush in in the NFL, and the Jags have one of the worst um, pass blocking units. So I think that that's that's kind of where where the points might come from is that um, that sack total. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the the Jags are still uh, their their worst. I'm I'm going to publish an article tomorrow, but 
their worst in both rushing and passing efficiency, according to Number Fire. Yeah, they really did. It's just a, it's just a wasteland. I mean, yeah, it's I know, terrible. Yeah, I know everyone knows this, but last year it really wasn't that way. I mean, it, on offense, you know, I, I I felt confident plugging in Blackman and Shorts. Mm-hmm. And just and just you know getting a, a nice a nice chunk of production every week. I mean even even Henny proved useful yeah. uh, once or twice last year. But um, you know we have we have not mentioned Henny not once as a right. streaming option this year, which is really surprising because um, you know he he was uh, he was out like last year he was a very cheap daily option a lot yep. of times. So I'm he but yeah just just stay away. Yeah, absolutely. So. You got the, the the Texans and Cowboys, is that correct? Texans. And the and the Ravens. Yeah, and the Ravens. Yep. Cool. All right. Um, I'll get into some some quarterbacks then. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface saying that you should just know that I love Fitzpatrick and you should just go with him every single week. So I'm not <laughs> even gonna I'm not even gonna talk about him. Uh, he does have a good matchup though this week. So you know if you're if you're in a bind, feel free to to use Fitzpatrick. But I'm not actually going to mention him because I think there are some other guys that have potentially better matchups than he does uh, in Week 12. One of them being actually uh, a, a, a quarterback in that game we were just talking about, and that's Case Keenum against Jacksonville. And I know everyone's listening and they're saying, but he was benched. How could I start him in fantasy football this week? But, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter if, if you're benched and you're playing uh, Jacksonville because any quarterback can play against Jacksonville. Um, they have a bottom three pass defense according to, to the number fire metrics, um, and they just allowed 419 yards to Carson Palmer. I mean, that's that's absurd. That's terrible. Um, so you know, Keenum, Keenum and Andre are gonna have a have a day. I'm gonna assume. I think that they might uh might have started a little fire with Keenum, fire under his butt, and uh, he's gonna come out big uh, as a quarterback. Is there a metric for that? Yeah, fire under um fire expected butt. fire under butt. <laughs> e fub. Yeah, e fub. That, that's that's uh that's the wave of the future, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I sorry, too, I, I wouldn't be too scared of the the whole benching thing. I think that no. that's that was clearly a mistake. Shaw looked like garbage. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, I, I I'm starting Keenum in in a couple leagues um th- this week, and I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with it, all right? I'm, I'm over last week. I'm over turning on the TV to realize that Shaw's starting. I threw up a little in my mouth. I'm, <laughs> everything's good. Thanks for asking. Oh, that's hilarious. I, I can't believe, I will say, probably the biggest miss that me and my number of fire cohorts had was the Matt Schaub thing this year. It was looking so good the first three weeks of the season. It really was, man. What happened? It's like, boom, done. No longer a quarterback. That I mean, the first the first week when he just lit up the Chargers, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, so he's like an every week starter. I, I right. mean, what, what, whoa, yeah, I, I, it's it's hard to remember su- such a precipitous fall in, yeah. in in such a short period. I mean, wow. Yeah, I'll never forget. Uh, I I was sitting. It was one of like his final games, like final pick six games, and Nick, the the owner, my boss, if you will, he he messaged me on on chat and he goes well i guess we were wrong about matt Schaub." yes he's <laughs> <laughs> like well win some lose some yeah. oh man uh so the other guy actually there's there's a few more guys i'll get through them quick um the other guy's alex smith against san diego uh i, I will say that i'm a little bit scared of this pick uh 
He he got uh, like 22 points or something like that last week, but a lot of that had to do with his legs because he had 52 rushing yards. Oh, or you know, it's like did uh, did you? I'm assuming you watched the the Chiefs Broncos oh, yeah, game. Yeah, I, I watched. I I was uh, I had a few games just riding on every play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that the end the end of the first half, I, I tweeted that Alex Smith had Alex Smith on his fantasy team because he. <laughs> He, he he! It was a clear hail mary attempt, and even then, he just decides to run for for twenty five or thirty yards. Yeah, it was insane. So I think you know that, that play. Take that away. Uh, from I mean, he did he did his typical rushing thing where he's going to get you like twenty five, thirty yards. Kind of Fitzpatrick esque, kind of Christian Ponder esque. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I'm you know I'm I'm just a little bit hesitant because of the way that he. Uh, just dinking and dunking. I mean, it's it's incredible how he's just he's literally just not throwing the ball downfield. Um, and and the thing with the Chargers, they're very they're very very bad against the pass, and they rank 29th against fantasy quarterbacks. But they did have a stretch during weeks six, seven, and nine. They had a bye week eight where they where Andrew Luck, Chad Henney, and RG three each did not throw a touchdown pass. So you know whether they're streaky or what, I don't know, but. Um, you know, there's some hesitation from my end with regards to to Alex Smith this weekend. I think that he he could be a little bit of a risky play. Uh, you know, I, I it with, with with Smith, I think you're kind of banking on on the uh, the the rushing yards to you know boost his numbers. Yeah. Um, he still but, only had two thirty and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean the, the two touchdowns helped obviously, but. The um the 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 Chargers are allowing eighteen point eight schedule adjusted fantasy points to to quarterbacks, so that's that's kind of, that's that's a good yeah uh, that's a good stat. I mean, it makes me think that he's not you know he's not going to lay an egg there. But you know, talking about you know the way he he approaches things and and the way he throws. Talking about Alex Smith, he ripped a couple throws against the Broncos that look good. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, I know. I don't know. I don't understand. You know, one was to Avery. I mean, where he just he just he just you know, threw like a laser 30 yeah. yards, 35 yards down the field. And I, I thought, "Oh, oh, he can do that?" Right. Right. Wow. It's it's pretty it's pretty fascinating. The, the one the one thing I do worry about this game as well is that the Chargers offense isn't clicking the way it was earlier in the season. Yeah. Chiefs defense is obviously an elite defense. And Game flow wise, they could just feed Jamal Charles because San Diego has the worst rush defense in the entire league. So, um, when adjusted, at least for, for with using our metrics, but you know, it's a little that's a little frightening. I mean, I'm gonna roll Jamal as much as I can this week in terms of of daily at daily, least. Yeah. Uh, but but that you know the game flow side of things scares me a little bit as well. You know, I, I don't I don't see San Diego as the offense that they were even four weeks ago. No, not not I and I don't know I don't know what it is. I don't know if teams have figured them out, but um uh they yeah, they're they're not nearly the the kind of fantasy boon that that they were. Yeah. Um and then I think this one this next one is is going to be the guy that I ride pretty pretty uh I'm going to say ride pretty yeah. hard. Uh, no, you're, try, you're trying not to say it. I get it. <laughs> oh, that happened. Mike Glennon. Uh, against Detroit, the Lions secondary is a little bit inexperienced. Gave up twelve touchdowns in twelve hundred and fifty-seven yards over the last four weeks passing. Lord. That, that those numbers, if you if you don't look at turnovers, that that averages twenty-four point five seven fantasy points per game for for quarterbacks over that stretch. I know that the the Roethlisberger game 
is gonna is gonna skew that a bit because he did just destroy them. Uh, I might I might add uh, in Heinz Field. Not, hey, the Steelers are, are in the playoff hunt, uh, but but uh, Glennon Glennon. I mean, he's serviceable for sure. He played well against Atlanta. He he plays well against uh, easy defenses, and that's that's all you can ask for when when you're streaming quarterbacks. So I do like him this week to get at least you know 15, 16 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Sure, no, I, um, I, I like him. I like him a lot, and. You know, the best thing that could happen for, for Glennon owners is that Detroit jumps out to a, you know, 17 nothing lead in the first exactly. quarter or something. I mean, that, that'd be awesome. I mean, Glennon yeah. will throw it 50 times. Right. That, that's another thing. With with any any game against Detroit, you have game flow in your favor. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're never going to sit on it, you know? Right, right. Um, and then the last guy is, is Scott Tolzien against uh, Minnesota. The Vikings are giving up the second most points to fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, they're allowing at least one touchdown and 200 yards in every single game this year, and that's exactly what Eli Manning's stat line was. Uh, they've allowed multiple touchdowns in each of their last four games to quarterbacks, uh, and they, you know they also rank uh, second to last according to our uh, adjusted metrics at number five. So Tolzien, I mean, he's going to get another start. He's going to see volume, hopefully, um, although I could see the game kind of going the way that it did the last time they played Minnesota where Eddie Lacy was just absolutely manhandling them. Uh, but I think, I think he's a, a decent, uh, uh, you know, maybe 13, 14 fantasy points for, for a cheap price or for a deep league. Uh, I'm fine with playing him. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he's thrown for two seventy and three forty. Yeah. there that's two weeks in a row. Yeah. Are, are you, what about the, uh, since we're talking about green Bay, are you, are you decently high on their defense this week? Yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't point them out as as a as a streaming option, uh, uh, because uh, they they've they've just been so unreliable and su- such a low floor lately. Yeah. Um. And the uh, and I know I mean, Minnesota's offense looked just abysmal last week, but I think Seattle. It's important. Yeah, it's important to kind of remember that they they were right in the teeth of of that of you know, in Seattle, the crowd's going bananas. Ponder's flustered. He's getting hit every every three seconds. Uh, I just I don't think that that happens against Green Bay, and they've been so soft. Um, yeah. At, at times against the pass, uh, not that you know Ponder is going to be one to pick you know pick them apart. Um, but uh, I trying to stay away from the Packers where I can. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, so it's Tolzien, Glennon. Glennon, I I probably like most. Uh, Alex Smith, who I think is a little bit more risky than people are going to give him credit for. I think Case Keenum is fairly safe against Jacksonville. And then, of course, my boy Fitzpatrick, who's always going to be just the wild card of the group. But he's he's really fun to have on your fantasy team. And, and, And if someone's fun, then... Then obviously it's fine to put them in your lineup. Well, I think it's a it's another uh, metric. That, yeah, uh, fun. E fun. Expected E-fun. expected fun. Expected fun after points. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, um, I like it. It, it. Real quick, I just I had to say the stat before I forgot. Uh, uh, that Atlanta New Orleans debacle that's coming up on Thursday night. Yeah. So, the Falcons, uh, are average. Oh, this is unbelievable are giving up 115 PPR fantasy points per game to that's, opponents. That's insane. I mean, like like the overall running backs, we see everybody to all that's, together. That's absolutely insane. 
I mean, no one's no one's really close except for the Vikings. The Vikings are close, but that's it. I mean, wow, man. I I really you know I thought I thought as a Steeler fan it was bad this year, and I realized that Atlanta not only had higher hopes for this season, but they're easily easily a bottom three team in the NFL. Oh, they're they're just atrocious, and 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 everyone should target them. I know, obviously, we're having fun with the Saints thing, but you have to upgrade guys from from now on when they play the Falcons. Yeah, absolutely. Someone like Kenny Stills this week is a, is going to be an interesting play. See if he can get a deep ball. I mean, we already mentioned Pierre Thomas, Mark Ingram. Whenever they they get ahead, I mean, there's so many guys. I know that we're probably referring more to quarterbacks, but they're just there's so many. I mean, they they. They just they give up everything. They give up all the yards. Yeah, they do give up all the yards. They are they're a fountain of fantasy glory. There, yeah, that's that's what they are. They they've given up from from a from a an expected points perspective. They've given up 123 points below expectation this year. Meaning, mm. if you were to throw in an average defense into Atlanta situation, they would have had and created a 123 point swing throughout their 10 or 11 10 games that they've played this year. Which is insane. That's insanity. I think we can just blame Stephen Jackson, right? Yeah, let's just yeah, let's just blame Stephen Jackson and move on. All right, let's 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 talk about some tight ends. Who's the one guy that? I mean, we already talked about this before the podcast, but why don't you talk about that one guy? <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna keep harping on Kobe Fleener here, uh, and I know that he's he's not you know the um, the kind of uh, sexy underground pick that he might have been like six weeks ago. Um, uh, but he's he's still unowned in about half of leagues, and I don't really know why. I guess I, I guess people are comfortable with with their uh, current you know um, tight ends, but right. um, there his last two games kind of kind of tell a story of, of what happens when he actually catches the ball. So um, against St. Louis two weeks ago, he was targeted ten times. He caught only four of those for thirty three yards. And Andrew Luck threw two interceptions while targeting um, Fleener in that game. So fast forward one week to Thursday night uh, against Tennessee, uh, who we, we, as we pointed out last week on the podcast, Tennessee is um, kind of sneakily generous uh, to um, the tight ends. Uh, he gets targeted 10 times again. Okay, So, so it's not like he had this huge uh, target spike in that game. 10, uh, 10 targets, he catches eight, not four, and he goes for 107 yards. Um, just shreds, uh, shreds them in the second half. Yeah. Um, there I go with the shredding again. Um, and uh, and he did it against uh, he did it against safeties and linebackers. You know, it, it, they 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 tried a couple different ways of covering him, uh, and um, and, it, and it just didn't work. So uh, he's he's very much involved. When, when we talk, you know, who benefits from Reggie Wayne's absence. Um, and there was a lot of talk about, you know, Darius Hayward Bay being the main benefit. That's that's not that didn't happen. It's not going to happen. Um, Hayward Bay is is not even playing a full complement of snaps. It's it's all Hilton, and it's and then uh, you know to a lesser extent it's it's Fleener. Yeah. Uh, so I I really like him uh, uh, this week uh, against the Cardinals, who, as we've said over and over again um, on this podcast should be targeted pretty much every week if you can. Um, right. they're, um, they're allowing 19 uh, schedule-adjusted fantasy points to tight ends. 
per game. 19. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, and uh, whatever they're doing on defense, they're not covering tight ends. And I think that Fleener's involvement in the passing game plus this matchup makes him, I mean, for me, an easy, easy top 10 guy this week. Yeah, I think so too. It, 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 I'm actually, I'm looking at, he's had, because he's, you know, like you said, he's had 20 targets over the last two weeks. I mean, the guy... The guy is the clear number two target for for Andrew Luck right now in that offense. Exactly. Yeah. And when you take out, and especially this week, they're going to take out T.Y. Hilton again because Patrick Peterson's going to be on him. Uh, Fleener Fleener could eat. He yes. Could eat. Yes. He he will. He will eat a, a hearty meal. Yes. Ha- yes. Nice hearty meal with Arizona. Um, <laughs> the, the guy that I'm going to talk about is is Garrett Graham, who we've. We've talked about many times on this podcast before. He's playing against Jacksonville, who we've been targeting the last couple weeks. I did two weeks ago with Delaney Walker, and then we both did last week with Rob Hausler. Um, and, and Garrett Graham had 13 targets last week. Uh, wow. He was he was the best tight end that you could have played. Um, so I, I think that he, uh, you know, I don't I don't see that necessarily happening again, uh, target wise. But against Jacksonville, who I, you know, as you said, they gave up the most adjusted fantasy points to tight ends this season. Yeah, uh, I think that that he's a very, very solid play and has certainly has tight end one upside. Right. I just want to thank uh, Garrett Graham, the other Graham, for going berserk on the one week we don't mention him. I know it's unbelievable. I'm, I actually dro- I dropped him in a league. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been plugging him in his daily lineups. I've been. And uh, and uh, you know I picked him up in a couple of redrafts, and and he and the, the one time that we're like uh, you know Rob Hausler that's it, <laughs> yeah. that, then Garrett Graham goes out and just and just loses his mind. That is that's very frustrating, Garrett. Very frustrating. Yeah, yeah it's stupid, is what it I'm is. I'm wagging I'm wagging my finger right now. Yeah. So everyone knows. Um, and I just want to mention really quick. I mean, obviously those are our streaming options for this week, but you got to look, you can also look uh, down the line. Delaney Walker has had 18 targets the last two games. Fitzpatrick clearly likes him. Um, outside of Kendall, Wright, There's no one that's really that big of a, of a target for him that in that, in that shorter area of the field, um, Nate Washington and Justin Hunter, are both a little bit more vertical. Uh, so obviously Kendall Wright will get his Kendall Wright has the ninth most receptions in the NFL right now. Which is insane. That is crazy. Yeah, I'll have that in my article tomorrow too. If but, he starts scoring touchdowns, he's going to be a monster. I know. I, I, he, I, I don't understand why, but Nate Washington is still owned more than Kendall Wright, I believe. Oh, in, on ESPN. I, 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 I'm almost positive. I will look it up right now as as we speak. But um, I'm pretty sure that that Nate Nate Washington is owned in 32.8 percent of leagues, and Kendall Wright is owned in. Well, he's owned in this and thirty-seven point seven, so it's very, very close. Right, right has finally took the, the title. That's crazy. That, that, that should not be within thirty-five percentage points. No, um, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is anecdote. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know just from watching that that whole Colts uh, Titans game last week, uh, Fitzgerald, uh, you know, is locked in. Uh, oh yeah. Right. I mean, just locked in. Yeah, Kendall Wright had 12 targets last week, and he had nine before the, the week before. So that's 20, 21 targets the last two weeks. And uh, th- there were a lot of times when Fitzgerald would, would, would uh, Fitzpatrick would drop back and and look, you know, look at, at Wright waiting for him to get open, and then yeah. when he wouldn't, he would just run and not even yeah. go to a second option. I, I can't blame him though. No, it's, I no me neither. Yeah, 
Plus, it's Ryan. Ryan Fitzpatrick can do no wrong. <laughs> right. it's, it's fine. Whatever he does is correct. That, yeah, I think that's the new, the new rule of this podcast. I, I think it makes sense. Anyway, so those are, those are the uh, tight end. Oh, also, I, I do want to just mention Michael Rivera um, just because uh, he had a good week with McGloin as starter, so who knows if they become uh, partners in crime, if you will. Uh, so just keep an eye out on him. I'm fine if you want to pick him up in a deeper league. I'm probably going to this week in a 16-teamer. But just just keep your eye out on him. Um, all right. Do you want to get into some Twitter questions, Dennis? <laughs> yes, JJ. Okay. I'm going to pull up the week, 11, or the week 12 schedule because I want to make sure that I know my matchups because we're doing this a day earlier than we typically do. So if the podcast sucks this week, guys, it's because of that. I have a friend coming in from from uh, South Korea, the one that I visited last year. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when, when did you go there? Was it during the season? Yeah, last October. It was before I was like a full-blown degenerate. <laughs> yeah. So like it was like a pseudo one. Yeah, uh-huh. I was over there last October for about nine days. So he uh, is in, in the States for a month, and he's coming to the Cincinnati area for three or four days just to hang out. Nice, nice. Well, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I believe that you do have a friend. Yeah, it's my only one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get into these questions. We got, we didn't get as many this week, which is probably better because we spend a lot of time on them all the time. So this is from, well, first we had, <laughs> we, we should give a shout out to, to Rifo, Ryan Forbes, who consistently was tweeting us start sit questions with guys who are on buys this week. He, oh. he loves, he loves to do that. He that's, loves the, it. that's the trolliest troll thing to ever do, by the way. He, he loves to do it. He I mean, it. and he gets me every time. I'm always like, mm, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me He's, think. If there's one good thing that Ryan Forbes is good at, or if there's one thing that Ryan Forbes is good at, it's that. Oh yeah. No, he, I mean, he could like teach a seminar. I think so. That's that's really it, it's it's really good. I mean, in the moment, I I just kind of feel like an ass, but you know. Yeah, it's cool. Thanks a lot, Forbes. I, I told him today that he did it. He did it to me on the Two Mugs podcast, which you guys should all check out. And and it, it was the most embarrassing moment of my life. <laughs> even I'm just kidding. I think I even caught it eventually, like five hours later. Um. So the the first guy, his name is Blue Jays eighty eight J A Y Z. How do you project Big Ben moving forward, and would you even bother starting Keenum again? Why bench him, Texas? Right. That's a good question, Texas. Why'd you bench him? <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> don't, don't, mess, don't mess with Texas. Why bench him, Texas? Um, so I'll, I'll throw out the Big Ben stuff. The, the, this, the schedule for the Steelers is not very favorable moving forward. Uh, I think if, if your trade deadline has not hit and you can add Ben as a throw in in a trade that would kind of uh, tip the scales. I would, I would be down for that. I don't know if, if Ben's perceived value is there, but after this week, perhaps it is. He's only had more than one touchdown pass, I think in two games this season. So including last week. So it's not like he's this fantasy football monster. Um, I'm not really super high on him moving forward. I, I, I feel that feels to me like chasing points. With with Ben being yeah. like, okay, well he blew up against Detroit, so I'm gonna, um, he's my rest of the season starter. Right. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's not. It's it's you know, 
Todd Haley's main focus is still to to have a running game with Le'Veon Bell. It was just the way that the game kind of unfolded. And Detroit's secondary, like we've been talking about, is atrocious. And then with regards to Keenum, uh, I think we already talked about that earlier. We're we're fine with starting him against bad matchups like like Jacksonville this week. Um, this is from Oshkosh Jeff. Besides Week 13, when they play Denver, is Kansas City defense in every week play through the rest of the season, Dennis? Uh, you know, I saw that question, and I I believe I believe they are, except for for against Denver, who, by the way, Denver has held almost all of its opponents to zero or fewer fantasy points. Yeah, what did did the Chiefs have minus one or or zero last week? Uh, I think my I I think minus one. Do you do you know how much I wanted to tweet that when it was going on? It, I mean, it's it's just crazy the way that you know. I mean, I know they they turned the ball over once in that game, but they right. just they just pick you apart. So yeah, I mean, you I I would not I would make it a rule of thumb not to ever start a defense against the Broncos. That's that's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but besides that, like like JJ was saying earlier, this week the Chiefs take on the Chargers. I think it's in Kansas City. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be fired up too. Yeah, I mean, and and uh, uh, you know the Chargers have, offense has looked lackluster at best for the past two weeks. So um, I I I have them ranked, I think, as the as my sixth best defense for this week. What, what does number fire have them for this week? KC. Yeah. Um, let me look. But by the way, I mean, I think that this whole situation with the Chiefs defense, if we hear I told you so's from people, basically, you know, your article that you wrote two weeks ago was before their bye week saying that you, you can get rid of, you need to get rid of them because they're They have a bye and then they have Denver and then they have Denver again down the line. Yeah. Those are three weeks out of their final six games that are just completely horrible and at that time san diego was better offensively yeah and i mean i i don't i don't think anybody who made that move and was able to get value for a defense for a damn defense yeah you did you did great no there should be no regrets there right uh kansas city is like a like a 20th ranked defense for number fire this week um but but part of that's probably based on the entirety of, of the season with san diego so if you're a believer that San Diego is not the same offense that it was necessarily earlier in the season, I'm not against starting Kansas City this week. Yeah, um, I think they're a good rest of the season option, just so you know. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, all right, so this is from uh, Pat Donnelly, at Legend Donnelly. He, he's, he's around, fake pigskin guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Alshon, Antonio Brown, Colston, and Welker, .5 PPR start three. He's concerned with Welker and his concussion. Thanks, fellas. So you got you have Antonio Brown, who's probably going to see Joe Hayden this week. You have um, Alshon, who is going to who are the uh, Saint Saint Louis. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, you have obviously Colson against uh, Atlanta, which is a great matchup. And then you have Welker uh, against the Patriots. Uh... That's tough. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm playing Welker out of that. Group. I am too because because the yeah. I mean, but the but the Patriots are also pretty bad against against wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, to a twentieth, they're they're uh, ranked twentieth in in adjusted points to to receivers. So I, I'm definitely rolling out Welker. I, 
Alshon for sure. And then it, what was it, Brown and who else? Brown and Colston. Yeah, well, I got to go with Brown just based on volume. Yeah, I, I do too. You, it's, it, it would be very, very difficult to bench Antonio Brown in any sort of PPR league right now. Very, very difficult. And that's not me saying that because he's my favorite player in the league. But no, no, no. he's true. Yeah, he's so legit. I mean, and and, and uh, I think Jonathan Bales points this out pretty much every week with his uh, four for four column on daily fantasy. Is uh, you know on a full PPR <clears throat> site, you can't get safer than than Antonio Brown. No, you can't. Him and him and Pierre Garcon both. Are, are just out of control in PPR leagues and, and nobody talks about them and just so safe, you know, just so right. Safe. Right. I shouldn't say no one talks about them, but you know what I mean? They're not in that, in that upper tiered PPR group when they, they probably should be. I, I've never even heard the name Pierre Garçon. Yeah, I don't even know what he, that's... I don't know what his existence is. <laughs> um, we have a question that's going to probably piss us both off, but Josh H, uh, I'm, I won't say his handle. Actually, I will. I don't care. His, his handle is, Texa G Josh. He says thoughts on Demarius for Graham plus James Jones. Thoughts on Demarius for, for, I guess for Jimmy, Graham. for Jimmy Graham and James Jones. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it depends, I, it depends on, on the rest of his lineup. Of exactly. Him. Exactly. That's, the, that's the point. When you ask those kind of questions, you got to tell the rest of the lineup. Yeah. Uh, but, I would say that if if you're if you have a, a Gronk, if you have a, a top tight end, uh, I'm am fine. And you need a wide receiver, then sure, do it. It all depends on your team needs. Yeah. Right. Um, let's look at Clint Ward at BTR three three one stream Eli or Fitzpatrick this week. So you got you got my boy Fitz against Oakland, and then you got Eli against the the Cowboys. I, I'm I'm going with, with with Fitz. You bet you are. <laughs> well, I have to say that I have I'm scared, guys. <laughs> I'm scared. JJ JJ yells at me at night. Um, he calls me and screams at me on the phone about Fitz. But no, I Eli doesn't really enter the conversation for me. I mean, for many reasons. I just I don't I don't think that he's he's a safe play, and I don't think he has upside. So yeah, that, that I, I agree. Cancels him out. I agree, and they have a running game now, so right. it, it's even more reason to j- just stay away. Right. Um, Leo Kaliski at Leo Kaliski, he asks us questions all the time, so thanks, buddy. Um, we kind of talked about this, but I just want to give him a shout out because he's the one who asked to explain the Jets' defense, yeah, um, and their yeah. ultimate failure last week. So you know, we covered that with the whole game flow thing mm-hmm. with Geno Smith, and that's kind of the reason why that that occurred. Yeah, and I mean it's just it's uh that whole thing was um the the downside of uh valuing process over over the results. Yeah. The process was I think solid. Um maybe there's an argument that 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 it wasn't. Um I I I can't think of one, but uh, the, and the results were disastrous. And right. That that happens. Right. Um we got Griffin Post at Griffin Post. T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, or Harry Douglas? That's for this week. So you got T.Y. against the Cardinals, Keenan against the Chiefs, Harry Douglas against the Saints. None yeah. of them None of them are, are like, fun options this week. No, no. I mean, D- Douglas gets a bump for me because, I mean, you have to imagine the Falcons are just going to be throwing it everywhere, right? 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And and Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen has a knee issue that he they said he's going to play this week, but he has a tough matchup against Kansas City. Oh, man, Kansas City's so tough against receivers. Yeah, and then the Patrick Peterson thing with T.Y. Hilton. Are we are we going to go out on a limb and just say Harry Douglas? Uh, you know, I... <sighs> uh, man. Uh, good question, I mean, Griffin Post. That's a great question. Uh, Hilton... <clears throat> You know what? It's for me. It's Hilton and uh, and Douglas. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll say I'll say Hilton just because uh, he's got he's gonna see volume regardless. Yeah, of his cornerback uh, matchup. Yeah, I, I, and and also I I don't know. I mean, is Peterson uh, really like the the ultimate shutdown guy that he's painted? I'm, I'm not not necessarily. Not necessarily. He's not like a Werner or, or a Revis of old, but. I mean, it's still a, a tough-ish matchup for for receivers. Yeah, let, let me check it out. Uh, on, well, okay, PFF ranks him as uh, the fifteenth, yeah, um, best corner. So yeah, I mean, he's he's way up there. Um, yeah, he's solid. You're, you're right. That, Werner's number two. That secondary has has some crazy potential uh, in in years ahead with him and yeah. uh, Honey Badger. Um, so this is from Kevin Michael. At invest like KB, do you use top waiver on Rainey to block other teams in need or look for your own needs like tight end Walker slash Clay? Hmm. My my response to that is since the trade deadline's over, um, I would just go with your own team needs. Not only that, but but um, Rainey's upcoming Bobby Rainey's upcoming schedule is not very favorable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably just go with your own team needs uh, because if you do get Rainey, he's just going to be a running back more than likely sitting on your bench, uh, and you're not going to be able to trade that depth for for other players in your lineup. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with that. Um, uh, I think that the depth thing uh, kind of tricks people this time of year. Yeah, I do too. Where uh, they're, I think, I think we, we we emphasize like you know fantasy owners just in general emphasize the importance of depth so much in in August and September and October. Right. Uh, it's hard to make that 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 sudden shift, and it really is sudden. Right. You know, and but it but it's it's incredibly important. Yeah. Um. This is from uh, G Padilla uh, at Gory. L L A mode. Wow. Uh, oh, uh, it's it's gorilla with a Y. Oh, <laughs> that's that's cool. Um, so what would what would be your your top five running back handcuffs to target at the uh, for the end game? Yeah. Um, I I'll just throw out the fact that you know if you have a top guy, one of the top five running backs, and that would be a Marshawn, Lashawn McCoy, Matt Forte, Jamal Charles, Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and probably Frank Gore. I would if, if it, most most leagues, unfortunately, Kendall Hunter is probably just owned because he has some value in and of itself himself at times. Um, uh, but, I think it would have to be a pretty hardcore league for him to be owned. You think? I, I'm, maybe it's just what I've experienced this year. Uh, but I would then I would throw Gore in that conversation as well for for handcuffing purposes. I think this is the time if you have space on your team uh, to to absolutely go grab a handcuff. And this is. This is also part of the reason why I wrote that article at the beginning of the season and where things are at now is when you draft a handcuff, they're the first guys that get dropped on your team. Yes. Always. They're the first guys that get dropped. And, I mean, the chance of you, 
If, if you kept your handcuff throughout this entire season, you did not play the waiver wire enough. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to. No, it, it is funny to see like the flood of handcuffs come off of people's rosters in week two or three. Yeah. Like, and they uh, spent, and they spent like a 10th round draft pick on it. Yeah. Uh, so Kendall Hunter is owned in about 3% of NFL.com league. Jeez. Man, I was really, really wrong about that. He's out there, but I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's owned in a lot of leagues I, I'm in too. Um, but he's a great handcuff. Um, and and I would say if you have a short bench, then I I have a short bench in, in at least one league. Um, I'm I'm actually not handcuffing. Um, yeah. At all of my all of my big guys like like uh, I I'm not handcuffing Jamal Charles in in this one league with the with the short bench and that might come back to haunt me but I really do need I need I I need those bench spots for for more important situations so Yeah and and obviously the one thing that com- that that you need to think about is if that if another player comes into play mm-hmm. uh if that handcuff is is used is he going to be effective so someone like you know, someone if if let's say you have a an RB two on your bench, a high end RB two perhaps, perhaps you're in a good place and you have someone like uh, Gio Bernard on your bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily pick up Toby Gerhardt if I had Adrian Peterson because I think when Toby Gerhardt comes into play, he's only going to be an RB two. It's if I'm I'm talking very shallow leagues here, just as an example, just to kind of help out the logic. But um, you know, so. Don't drop someone just for the sake of getting a a handcuff like Toby Gerhardt. But if you're in a deep league, you know I'm in a I'm in that 16 team uh, war room league, and I have Frank Gore, uh, and I had Arian Foster handcuffed as well. I actually traded for Ben Tate to our buddy Chad Scott right before the, the whole injury fiasco happened. Oh, but uh. I was so lucky. But um, you know, in those situations, when you're in a 16-team league, handcuffing is is important because if one of those guys goes down, you're not going to have the running back depth mm-hmm. to to just throw another guy in there. Oh yeah, no, it totally changes when it when you're talking even 14 teams. Right, right. It, it, that changes. You need to handcuff your guys. Yeah, yeah, because it gets very very difficult to replace that player. Um, two more, actually one more, and Denny, I think you wrote a little bit about this. Um. If if I'm not mistaken, but Artie Warren at salesman salesman Artie, what defenses are worth stashing for the playoffs right now? Oh yeah yeah, uh, I did I did write a little bit about that for the fake football. Um, it, basically, I I use just you know um, the eyeball test and um, the Rotoviz uh, streaming D app uh, to identify. Um, and I've done this a few times throughout the season because I know you streamers are such type A personalities, man. <laughs> Always planning. I want to know. I want to know exactly what I'm doing in five weeks, six weeks. But um, no, it's good. I do the same thing. Uh, uh, I'm just looking for the uh, article here. So it's um, week so week 14. Uh, the top options, and and the, the not all of these are streamers, but I'm just going to read them to you. Top options for week 14. Uh, uh, Chiefs uh, at at uh, Washington, Oakland at the Jets, Houston at Jacksonville, um, the uh, Dolphins at Pittsburgh. It's not a really appealing one, uh, and then the Chargers at Chargers at home against the Giants. So that that's Week 14. Yeah. Um, week 15. I'll just read a couple here. Uh, Bills are at Jacksonville. Um, and then the Panthers get the Jets. Uh, well, the Panthers are not a streaming option. Um, 
you know what? These are all the week 15 is tough, tough action because the Bills are really the only streaming option at Jacksonville. Um, and then finally, week 16, um, you have uh, the Titans at Jacksonville. You, you see a theme developing here. <laughs> um, the Broncos at Houston. I mean, you know, Houston has been really generous to opposing defenses, um, and the Broncos are um, have been dropped in a lot of leagues lately. Um, and then uh, the Geno Smiths uh, play the Browns. Nice. So, so really look for them. And then the Lions play, play Eli. Eli's turnover uh, uh, machine. Yeah, the the Browns have a, a pretty uh, decent schedule down the stretch, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They get they get Jacksonville's, the Steelers, and then the Jets in, in Championship Week. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, wow, that you know that that Jets matchup looks just fantastic. The the Browns are going to win people fantasy championships, is what we're saying. Yes. No. I. I. That's. Uh, yeah. Truth. Wow. I mean, I. I didn't realize it till just now. But yeah, if if you could stash the Browns right now, I mean, if you're you know set for the playoffs, you have somewhat deep bench, you know, then just just pick them up. You don't have to play them this week or next, but just pick them up. Yeah, but I mean, you would you could play them next because they're going to play Jacksonville. So it's you're getting you're getting that in week fourteen. I probably wouldn't play them like you said against the Steelers, but. Um, you know, they're capable. If you're desperate, they're capable of putting up points against the Steelers. Yeah. Um, and then you just avoid them against the Patriots and Bears. But don't just drop them because week 16, if you get to that championship matchup and the Brown and you have the Browns, you're in great shape. Oh yeah, you're set. Oh, I mean, just just wait till we're talking week 17 and the Jets put up 35 points against them. Yeah, right. I, I will say, I, you know, uh, statistically, you're set. I'll say that. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, Denny. Those are all the questions. Those are all? Okay. Yeah. Would you like to rant? I know you didn't rant last week, so maybe I, you, you have something boiling. I, I didn't, but yeah, but th- this time I just, you know, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all angry again. I've had a week to stew. Yeah, do it to it. All right. <laughs> I know this because a lot of my rants has come off as like complaining about Twitter interactions, but two twice over the past three days i've had someone uh two separate people look up tweets from back in august <laughs> yes and, and hit me with with oh what do you think of so and so now and i first of all i'm just flabbergasted by this t- the tenacity that it takes to go through all of my rambling tweets from August, uh, you know, from, from, from now through August. I mean, that, that, I don't even know, what is that, like probably five, six, seven thousand tweets I've sent in that time? And you went through all of them and, and you found the one about Brian Hartline <laughs> that you didn't like, that you disagree with me on, uh, uh, and, and uh, you know, basically said, oh, Brian Hartline, where's your God now? And um, and so I'm, I I admire I admire your tenacity, and I also loathe you and and find you find you despicable on Twitter. Uh, uh, so you know, thank you, thank you for doing that. And I really uh, try my best to control myself. I hope I didn't say anything that you know hurt your feelings too bad uh, there in that exchange about Brian Hartline because I don't actually feel that strongly about him. Um, I'm not like his number one supporter. I didn't even, I didn't even like throw him out there as a legit number two wide receiver. 
so I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, there was also one about, about, uh, oh, is, uh, is Eric Decker still a top 15 wide receiver? Like you said back then. Yes. Unbelievable. Actually he is in PPR. <laughs> In PPR, he's wide receiver 15 on the dot. <laughs> so basically, you were exactly correct. So that's that is correct. I, I'm not like I'm not fudging. I'm not fudging. I'm not like oh well, he's 24. So you know, basically close. No, he's 15 <laughs> on the dot, and and that's after two of his last three games have been like meh. You know, kind of yeah, like, but lackluster production. So that was probably on purpose, though. So that you could get it right on the dot. So right on the dot, yeah. So he dropped from twelve to fifteen. Uh, yeah, for a long time he was a he was technically a wide receiver one in PPR. Okay, yeah. a wide receiver one. He's the number three option on his own team, and he's wide receiver one. So that's uh, uh, th- those are the, those are the two things that just. Uh, Stuck in my crawl, JJ. Stuck in my crawl. It, I, it's 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 incredibly frustrating. It's always going to be that way as long as we do this with people. I know, I know. Come, I, no, I, but but you're. This is what this is what the ranting is for. I got it. Yeah, I got to get it off my chest, and and, yeah. and and clearly publicly, I can't just do do. This <laughs> you can't just you can't just g chat me about it. You gotta. <laughs> I can't g chat you, and I can only scream in the shower while I cry so much. That's right. That's right. No, it's 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 a it's a real thing. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It'd be just it'd just be nice to. Actually, I, I will say I love it when people honestly come back to you and they thank you for making the right lineup decision, because because all you hear is negativity whenever you yes. you as a fantasy analyst get something wrong. Yeah. And and they they oftentimes just don't come back. And and even when even when fellow writers mention and say yeah hey hey good call on that or good call on that i think that we all need to do that because it's it's good for the community it's good to show that that analysts aren't just throwing darts like we joked about last podcast but (laughs) but it's it's a real thing i mean we're 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 not we're not going to be completely completely 100 percent accurate but we're going to be better than than most people no yeah and and i i actually appreciate just as much when someone will tweet me and say you know I, I went with the you know I went with the Jets defense no right. no worries but do you have any suggestions for for next week I mean that's yes that, yes. that's that's incredibly nice to hear that uh, because I mean if it makes you guys feel any better um, you know we we roll with our own picks right. um, so if we miss it hurts it hurts us you right. know personally I mean I I have the Jets in a couple of leagues. I I you know they they I lost the games. I lost my games because of them last week. So that's um it's 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 something that you should know. We 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 never we, t- we feel terribly about about these things. And to hear you not take it as seriously as 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 some is really refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it shows that you're logical and a kind human being. Yeah, and 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 have some perspective about life. So yeah. Anyway, you go. You you rant. All right. Well, I already mentioned this a little bit earlier, but tonight I'm going to rant about Kai Forbath. Oh, God. I understand, Kai, that it's not your fault. I'm apparently talking directly to him. (laughs) For not attempting a field goal, a single field goal, against the Eagles last week. And because your team couldn't generate offense and they, they didn't need you. They didn't need you when they did score because they were going for two point conversions instead. But Kai. Your name's Kai. I can't believe this guy's name is Kai. You're the you're the week eleven poster child for why kickers need to leave our fake game. 
I, I used you. Fortunately, it didn't matter, as I mentioned earlier, in my daily fantasy leagues this week. And all you gave me was a goose egg. And Kai, since you're about as worthwhile as a goose, I've renamed that phrase from goose egg to Kai egg. So anytime someone gives you a zero from now from now on, everyone, it's not a goose egg. It's a Kai egg. Kai, that's, I like that's, it. That's, 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 what, that's what Kai means to me. I hate Kai Forbath. I, I actually really like that. That's 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 well done. When uh, when someone like gets injured in the first quarter and uh, puts a Kai egg up all, all yeah. on Twitter, and it flows right, it, it flows. Kai it's egg. not as it's not as good as lumberjack ending. Um, no, no, not nearly. Uh, but but just so <laughs> just just so everyone knows, there there was like there were at least two really legit reasons to play Kai Forbath last week. Yeah, yeah, and and there were zero really legit reasons to have a lumberjack ending for Dexter. Oh no, uh, yeah, I mean there there was zero zero reasons to me to have more than one season of Dexter. But no, that's four, just... four, four were good. The first four were good. Come on, <laughs> jeez, Denny. We're never gonna see eye to eye. No, we're not. But no, you're right. It was a, it, like I said. Whenever I was tweeting you about that, it it, it was a logical move to to play Kai. It but was. now, but now I don't like Kai. No, no, he's, um, I don't want to say never again, because I talk about that in my book, never saying never again, but he's close to never again. When it's a know. kicker, when it's a kicker, does it matter? Can you say never again? I don't know. I have to look at my book. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have to cite myself. I have to, yeah. Wow. What an ego trip. <laughs> it's right. unbelievable. I'll let you, I'll let you know next pod. Yes. All right, Danny. Well, that that pretty much wraps it up. Where where can everyone find you at? Uh, at CD Carter thirteen on the Twitter, and I write for thefakefootball.com, xnsports.com, and four for four dot com. Very nice. I am JJ Zacharyson. You can find me at late round QB and on the number fire machine at numberfire.com. Uh, that that does it. Do you want to go get some milkshakes? Yes, please. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.